You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, Matt. Fellow adventurers. I'm Sir Crog. I'm playing as Sir Crokington. I'm in the village of Hawklaw. It's time to do the adventure called The Hunted Man. A small hut in the forest south of Hawklaw houses a man on the one. Man on the one. And so on. While passing through Hawklaw on a bright afternoon in late autumn, you meet a border ranger heading south along the wide, wo- wide road leaving the, leaving the village. The red-bearded man introduces himself as Turnhew and tells you he is running down an arcane spy that he's pursued all the way from Talonless. Now, what is an arcane spy? Arcane spies are thieves who specialise in stealing all manner of arcanum, physical and otherwise, from mages. In most cases, an arcane spy will be acting on behalf of the mage, though there are some who operate independently and sell their own ill-gotten plunderings to anyone willing to meet their price. The profession of arcane spy is ancient and highly despised within the magic community. Still, despite their outward aversion to the profession, Many mages still employ the services of a skilled arcane from spy from time to time. Though none would ever admit it. On top of being experts thieves, arcane spies are also experts in the realm of Arcania. Because after all, you've got to know what's good. got to know what's worth stealing. And getting past all the devious magical traps. It's been three long months since he slipped through our hands in the capital, he says, sighing. I'd be glad to have him over the back of my horse within the walls of Talonus. It's been a bad bit of business, this whole affair. Before you can introduce yourself to the ranger, he tells you he knows all about you and it's honoured to have met you. You've earned yourself quite a name about these parts, he says. I wonder if you'd mind bothering to lay a hand on this small task. I don't particularly fancy the thought of having to bring down this man on my own. 
This sort of thing ought to be just your sort of fun, eh? You asked Tom Hugh to let you know more about the man he's hunting. He tells you his name is Thinfoot. He's an arcane spy who's long been sought across the North Broadlands. Seems his last cape of his sent everyone squawking, he said. He's pilfered some sort of iron skull from an ancient mage whose name I haven't been told. But everyone seems more... But whoever on seems more than just a bit timid to cross. We've captured the slippery thief in the forest outside Talonus. But he dodged out of our But he dodged out of our hand in the city. Our failure hasn't won us favour with the king. Or whoever it is the stolen skull belongs to. A bad time of it is what we've all had. Tonyu tells you. That while the west of his men, seven in all, headed to Twithick, while he remained in the Hart Hills, following up several sightings that seemed to indicate the elusive rogue was moving through this area. Just about to give up on it, and turned to follow my men. Men, when I heard of a stranger skulking in the woods south of the village, he says, You learned that just this morning, Tony searched the woods and found an old cabin not far from the village centre showed signs of recent habitation. He tells you that it was abandoned, but he decided to return to town and check it, check it again later. Certain he had at last caught up with the fugitive. I have no doubt he would choose a place like this to hide away in through the winter, then set off with the spring four. And that, my friend, is where I'm headed to headed off to now, he says. So, are you up for what could be a small bit of adventure? You nod. The ranger smiles. Well then, let's go have at it, he says. About a mile south of Hawklaw, Tonyu dismounts and tethers his horse to a small tree at the edge of the road. Flowing behind the border ranger, he moves to the east. Move east into the thick of the forest, treading carefully through the bramble and bracken that claws your legs from an, well, well, that completely covers me. In the midst of the dense undergrowth. There it is, says Tonyu, stopping at the back of the glove patch of law. He points to the east, and following his finger, your gaze comes to rest on a dilapidated cabin less than forty yards away. Smoke out of the chimney. He's in there to be sure. Suddenly, the sound of soft footfalls to the north startles you. But if you and Tonyu spin your head in the direction of the sound and watch with gated breath, a dark-haired, middle-aged man garbed in a soft leather tunic moves softly through the woods towards the cabin. And there he is! And there he is, whispers Tonyu grinning. The fox returns to his den. He's a dangerous one, Sir Grovington, despite his appearance. I don't believe him to be, to be murderous, but few indeed are the cornered robes who won't turn to blame. Turn to the blade to carve a path to freedom. The two of you watch as Thinfoot reaches the cabin and steps inside, closing the door behind him. One of us needs to go in there, says Tonyu. The other will wait out there and try to nap him should he escape. How do you see it? So, I can go in the hut, or I can stand watch. Know what? Random.org again. Alright. Alright, one will be the first one. 
One to approach the hut, two to stand watch. One. Okay, I'm approaching the hut. Randomness has determined as such. Leaving Tonru crouched in the bramble about 50 yards from the front of the cabin, you stealthily make your way through the thick undergrowth towards the dilapidated hovel. As you draw near the door, you can hear movement from inside the shack. Through a gap in the warped timbers, you can make out another door at the rear of the cabin. You decide your best chance at appending Finfoot is to burst into the shack and take him by surprise. Ah, that should be easy enough. Though you're not certain, you believe, based on the movement, as you can hear from inside, the fugitive arcane spy is closer to the back door than the front. Okay, okay, I'll approach up, approach by the weird door then. You reach the weird of the cabin. After listening for several moments, you determine that Finfoot is a few steps to the wide of the door. Without further delay, you hop forward and crash through the door. Landing nearly directly on top of the arcane spy. I'm, I'm on his head. I'm on his head. <laughs> and he can't hit me without hitting himself. Picking a number. Bonus of 87. 40 from agility. 20 from luck. 9 from body. 18 from feathery. I think I'm pretty much guaranteed success. But it doesn't say what the success is. Anyway, pick now. 111. Your swift and unexpected arrival has caught the arcane spy off guard. He attempts to bolt to the door, but you quickly position yourself to block his route of escape. He glares at you contemptuously. I don't have what you seek, says the arcane spy, his eyes repeatedly shifting from you to the back door of the cabin. I tell you, I don't have it. Give the skull to a goblin chief, and that's the truth of it. Beg you, let me go. The gallows awaits me in Talonus. I do not have what you seek. Have mercy on me. What gallows? Come on, this is. Come on now. This is just feathery. Admittedly, of a very dangerous arcane item. And he collaborates with goblins. What does div Okay, so I can allow him to escape or refuse refuse to help him apprehend the fugitive where presumably he'll be executed. Come on, I don't, I don't, I don't think he, he's not a not murderer or anything. Although, of course, if he escapes, he will steal more stuff because that's the only skill he has. What does divination say? Succeeded. Eight XP's to divination. Channeling your power of divination! You determine he is speaking the truth. Finfoot repletes his plea. Hmm. This is a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. Of course, we don't know how it will turn out because these wouldn't, these haven't really been programmed in yet. So allow it to escape or refuse and apprehend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what? 
I'm taking it out of my hand. Alright. And random number between one and two. One I allow him to escape. Two I capture. What does the random number waiter tell me to do? Well, looks like I'm allowing him to escape. Foodfoot thanks you and tells you you will not regret your decision. Then, in a move that surprises you, he knocks over a small table and breaks one of the wickety chairs with his short sword. You quickly realise the clever rogue is led incredulous to this story, and you would undoubtedly have to relate to Tonu about his escape. I'll find a way to make it even between us, he says. As he turns, slips out of the back door of the shack, and disappears into the woods. You know what, it would be better if you don't. Because if you if you do anything for me, I always think, did I do it for the reward? Yes, it will taint it, yeah. or something like that. Disappears into the woods. A quick search of the small cabin turns up nothing of any interest. And as you step through the front door, you are met by Tonwu, who shifts quickly, moving swiftly through the shack. Sword drawn. You tell the arcanes, you tell the border ranger that the arcane spy got past you and escaped into the woods. He nods in response and sheaves his weapon. So together, the two of you make a thorough search of the immediate area, but turn up no sign of the elusive fugitive. You have little doubt that Fenvot is by now long gone. It's plain to see why our man has yet to land in our hands, he says, as his eyes scour the woods. Pursuing him further is of no use. We'll have more luck snaring a flock than catching him after he's taken flight. John Hugh retrieves, retrieves his horse, and the two of you make your way back to Hawklaw. He tells you he will return to Talonus with word of Thinfoot's escape, and see the fugitive's story about no longer possessing the Iron Skull will mean he is no longer actively pursued. He's a escaped justice for now, he says, but he won't be able to run forever. He's wanted for far more than just the business with the Iron Skull. Outside of the Stoneback Tavern, the Border Ranger bids you farewell and climbs onto the back of his steed as he prepares to begin the long journey to Talonus. He thanks you for a final time rides off the, off the north, out of the village. As you turn and make your way into the tavern, you find yourself wondering, what has become of the missing iron skull? But, I think we may well find out. And that finishes this adventure with 64 experience to general. And it's unlocked a new adventure. The Shattered Skull, part one. Huanon. And that is in Talonus. And since, well, let's just do that now. No, it. Alright, travel. Central. Talonus. Okay. Adventures for this location, The Shattered Skull, Part 1, Huanon. 
The Wazilian Archmaid, Huronon, has called upon the services of a master adventurer. Not surprisingly, that adventurer is you. There's two links to Wysol. The once proud and powerful kingdom of Wysol has recently been thrown into chaos following the murder of its ruling monarch, King, King Flydon. The king had no suitable heir, and upon his death, the kingdom's powerful barons all vied to seize control of the realm. Uh, yes, that's why you got to make sure you have an heir and a spare. Because otherwise, you're pretty much guaranteed a civil war afterwards. You know, unless you, like, have an election or something. But this is a medieval kingdom. Most countries haven't figured that out yet. In the midst of the ensuing turmoil, King Flydon's top advisor, a man named Norrin Bregg, stepped forth and assumes the post of the steward of Warsaw, which he claims grants him the ability to govern the kingdom until a rightful heir is discovered. Bregg currently governs the fractured nation for the King's Citadel in Seldobin. Celebrants' three knightly orders have sworn allegiance to Norrin Bregg and have seen to it the Wysaw's capital city is prepared to withstand any assault from the kingdom's power-hungry barons. Now, presumably, eventually there was a plan to resolve this, but I think that's been put been put at the far back burner was to find the true king of Rysal which is admittedly a pretty heroic adventure to do alright who was King Fladon? King Fladon of Rysal King Fladon will long be remembered as the unifier he sensed growing corruption and rebelliousness in his barons who he trusted to carry his word of law to the f- far reaches of the kingdom of Wysaw. So, with literal force, he uses his authority as king to remove the ability of the barons to impose their own laws within their jurisdictions. He hoped this would root out corruption and, and serve to again unify the kingdom under his banner. Sadly, his life was taken by an assassin's knife only a month after he made his decree. His wife, Minora, and their son, Judas, were found slain by his side. Oh, oh dear. Murder was never named. But within days, the kingdom, kingdom of Warsaw was no more. Each of its five barons claimed sovereignty for their respective territories began to build armed forces. Hmm. Alright, so Tysa has five thanes, and Warsaw has five barons. It seems that the barons had a lot more, have a lot more leniency and, and personal authority than, than, the, than the thanes of Tysa are usually allowed. Or at least are allowed now. Norian Begg, the man who served as King's top advisor, has assumed the post of the steward of Wysel. With a vow of support from the kingdom's three knightly orders, 
He's determined to govern the kingdom until a rightful heir is discovered. He's taken up residence in the king's citadel in the city of Salabin. There's a look for the five barons. The, the, the Weissel's five barons. The kingdom of Weissel was long divided into five distinct baronies. The barons, under the control of Weissel's monarch, were given freedom to govern their own king jurisdictions as they see fit, provided their governments did not impin the king's will. The kingdom's barons grew in power over the years, and as they did, they became a direct challenge to the authority of the king. When King Plydon and his family were found murdered, many throughout the kingdom believed that one or more of the barons were responsible. Upon the death of the monarch, the five barons moved quickly, though separately, to secure control of the kingdom as it entered the throes of chaos. However, in a move that perhaps none of them expected, Noren Bregg, King Flyden's top advisor, stepped forth and declared himself to be the steward of Wyvesor. Bregg now resides in the king's citadel in the city of Celebrim, where he is promised to govern the kingdom until the rightful heir is discovered. Ugh. That'll probably be quite difficult because the two the two obvious candidates are already murdered, and I assume any of the less obvious ones are probably captured by the by barons. Silliban's three knightly orders have vowed that vowed to support Bregg's rulership until the rightful heir is found. The three knightly orders represent a powerful deterrent to any baron who might decide to try and capture the capital of Wysol by force. Yes, things, and we never, we never, we've never actually took part in this adventure. In any adventures in Wysol. But, you know, it's an option. It's an option. Okay, well that's enough about Wysol. Now let's find about Huron. Huron. The Archmage Huron, one, one of the age's most celebrated spellcaster, has frequently found himself at odds with a variety of powerful personages over the years. Most believe that this is directly because the power and influence the elderly mage wields within his homeland, the Kingdom of Wysol. Huron, who happens to be blind, is thought by many to be the only living mage those power rivals that of the Grey Mage. It has been rumoured in recent years that a secret decree from King Tysis King Gwenwald has forbidden has forbidden Huron from crossing into the kingdom that neighbours his own. Right. Which one was I saw again? Was it east or west? Ah, there's, there's a map somewhere. I'll just check. Uh, I just checked the map of the map of the most of the continent that Swift is on, that Tyson is on, and Wysol is to the east. 
Phylogeron is to the west, Nardos to the northwest is kind of small. Oh, and there are there are other kingdoms as well, but they play they play a lesser role. Well, except Carson. That plays a big role, but only in one adventure. And we've never even really been and we have, we we never we never we've never actually spent long at all outside the kingdom. Well, but we will soon. We will soon. Anyhow, now let's start. Let's start the adventure. Embark. While passing through Talonus, you're approached by a messenger bearing a filled scrap of parchment. Young boy departs before you were able to ask him any questions about the parcel. But upon reading what has been inscribed upon the weathered surface, its purpose is made plain. It is a summons, and it bears the recognisable wax mark of Huron. The master mage who hails from Warsaw. In a fanciful script that dances across the wrinkled sheet of your hand, Huron asks you to meet him. A small building next to the stables. Stables on Curry South Way. Curious as to what the prominent maid might want, you quickly set off for the destination dictated by the seemingly cordial summons. Although, whether you're a mage as powerful as you on, even the most cordial summons, you listen to them. Halfway along the largely deserted Curry South Way, you come upon the come upon the stables and the small building next to it that was mentioned in the message. Two men leap up against the wall, each on either side of the building's warped wooden door. As you approach, they step forward and refuse to allow you entry. When you, when you tell them that you received a summons from Huron himself, the men seem taken aback. But quickly regain their composure and maintain, and maintain their refusal to admit you. Well, admittedly, that makes sense. Presumably, especially after the whole Iron Skull incident, I, I would understand how Huron would beef up security. And, of course... There's probably lots of people that want to kill him. But he's used to that. And that that's just in regular mortal. Regular human mortal politics. He's probably got made all sorts of enemies. And deep from realms deep in the Neverness. So I've got three options. See I could use diplomacy. I could demand to be allowed to pass. Or teach the ill-mannered guards a lesson. Now, mm, honestly, I don't want to. I don't want to do the last one because I want to make a good first impression with you on. Because he's so powerful. Use diplomacy. Yeah, succeeded. Sixteen XP to diplomacy. Your master of diplomacy, coupled with the summons that bears you on his mark, seems to be gaining you. Gaining your favour with the two guards, who remain very wary of you. 
sudden sharp voice calls out from inside the building and orders the two men to stand aside. How in, Sir Crokington? Issues a voice from inside. You step past the two men. You hop past the two men and enter the building. Inside the building's front door, you find yourself in a short corridor, at the end of which stands another door. You slide up to the door and throw it open, revealing a small room beyond. In the middle of the room sits a square wooden table surrounded by four chairs. Rising from one of the chairs is a bald, white-bearded man, garbed in cloth, cloth breeches and a red tunic. A grey cloak spills down over his rounded shoulders and he bows cautiously, regarding you with a friendly smile. You immediately recognise the only man to be Huon, the famous, or by some accounts infamous, blind archmaid from Warsaw, who you had fully, fully expected to meet him, based on the mark left on the note that summoned you here. You find yourself slightly taken aback to stand before a mage whose skill and power, by many accounts, is rivaled only by the Grey Mage. In proper form, you return the Archmage gesture and bow deeply. Welcome, Sir Grogidon, he says, his voice remarkably clear and sharp, despite his advanced age. I trust the guards out front gave you no trouble. They are necessary, I'm afraid. As I had to be certain it was you who answered my appeal, you see. I've made enough enemies through the years to last several lifetimes. But can't say I understand the reason for any of it. Well, I don't know your concern. I asked you here because I believe you already became involved in what is an increasingly ugly bit of business that I should very much like to see brought to a successful conclusion. Huron promptly asks for your account of the incident with the arcane spy Thinfoot. You relate the details of the encounter to him. Uh, you relate details of your encounter as best as you can recall, and for several moments he falls silent. I probably, maybe I don't bring up the fact that I deliberately let him go. Or maybe I do, because he's a super powerful wizard. He's probably already read my mind. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've heard from my good friend Thunnel. The scoundrel has escaped, he says, his steely gaze fixing itself on you. Just as well. 
He is, after all, at worst, a man who makes his way flinching off tired old wizards like me. I should have very, very least like to have got a lick on, licking on him, though. It's not the first time he's robbed from me. Although what he's made off with on this occasion is amongst the very worst he could have taken. Of what he could have taken. He's surprised to learn the Master Beige bears no true ill will towards the thought. But you suddenly realise perhaps even Huron has made use of the arcane spy's talents at one time or another. There's more to this matter than simple arcane theft, he says Huron. As he closely studies you. There's a little reason that a god there's this a reason that a goblin would have use for. If we would be able to fathom what Thinfo has procured. Whoever is behind this operation is stirring at the waters, leaving a staggered trail to follow, I'm afraid. As if you didn't already know, Huron told you that the object that was stolen from his tower was his prized iron skull, a powerful magical artifact discovered on one of his many adventures long ago. You cautiously inquire out of the skull, and and ask the art mage what powers it has, and why someone would be willing to go to such lengths to obtain it. He nods, as if he's been wait awaiting the question. It is a powerful instrument of necromantic power, he says flatly. It's a terrible device that is best kept out of terrible hands. It certainly hails from Sun Demon's realm, though, although even though it was in this world I discovered it, years ago. It is not something that should ever fall into possession of one whose mind harbours wicked designs. For I'm fearful that it's precisely where it is headed, or has already arrived. He asked Kiron why he is apparently come to Talonus in secrecy. Why doesn't he enlist the aid of the king or one of the things to attempt to recover the cover the skull. Huron smiles, and the expression the expression quickly melts away, as replaced by a stoic, almost grim demeanour. The archmage weaves his white hand across his eyes, and a blue glow seeps out from beneath his closed fingers. When he lowers his hand, your heart nearly skips a beat there, where his sightless eyes were, only a moment before, are two empty sockets. Oh no, wait. He's not, was he blinded? My eyes were put out a long time ago, he says matter-of-factly. I have enemies in this kingdom, and elsewhere, Sir Crokington, though Tice has long been a den of dire peril to me. There are forces at work within the borders of this land to which most have chosen to remain oblivious. <laughs> Let me not turn you against your own kingdom. My enemies and my perils are mine alone. Huron passes his white hand back across the front of his eye sockets. When he's finished, the deep hollows are once again filled with his piercing blue orbs. I have summoned you here for a simple purpose, he says. 
obviously desiring to return to the matter of the hand. I have learned, as you did, that our friend Frinford passed his ill-gotten goods into the hands of a goblin chieftain. I have no doubt that the savage creature will in turn hand the skull over to another party. Perhaps even the person that ultimately seeks the item. Though we can't be certain of that. Huron takes his seat and folds and folds his hand on the edge of the table. My agents aboard have relayed to me that the goblins who took the skull from Finfoot are moving through the withered hills west of Trithic. If they are if they are to me whoever it is if they if they are to me whoever it is whoever it is that is to receive the skull from them, I should wish to prevent it. If they have already rid themselves of it, I should very much like to know who has it. Huron waps on the table and swiftly rises. I am not one to brandy words, Sir Croton, he says. I seek your help on this matter. You are able, and you move without impediment through this land. I wish you to venture into those hills at once, and see if the iron skull is in the clutches of the, of the goblins. What have you to say to it, friend? Your quick reply, in acceptance of the tasks, seems to surprise you one. He smiles and steps forward, eating you in a shoulder cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, all uh, right, yeah. I hop on his shoulder, he does the thing. We all figure that out. Puzzled look passes passes over Huron's face, and the archmage catches eyes you quizzically. His next question catches you completely off guard. Are you by any chance toting about a quick stone, Sir Crokington? You reply that you are, and he nods. It's quite a mistake to ever let those out of my sight, he says, frowning. However, when the skull is inevitably back in my possession, I should, I should like to reward you by unlocking for you some of the hidden power of the stone. But that is a matter for another time. Huron asks, asks you if you are ready to proceed to the Withered Hills west of Twithick, and at once you tell him who you are. You're just beginning to envision a long and uncomfortable coach ride to Twithick, when the low hum fills the small wound. You turn to your left, your left, and gaze upon the swirling black vortex that now hovers against the wall. Well, there are advantages to being an archmage. <laughs> it is the mountain, it's a mountain goblin warband, as my agents tell it, says the archmage as he moves over to examine the portal he's opened. This gate will take you to Swithick. The Withered Hills are due west of the city. You must make haste though. Though I fear the goblins won't linger there for long. You bid Huon farewell and assure him you will find the goblins determine what has become of the shattered skull. He nods and watches closely as you move towards the portal. Exhaling sharply, you step, step into the swirling Nevor gate immediately enveloped in an impenetrable darkness. What seems like only a moment or two later, the dense gloom melts away, and you find yourself once again standing on solid ground in the mist of the Adderstone. 
Alright, and that ends this adventure with 32 experience to general. And I'm now in Trithic. Because the portal worked. And now I can go to the Withered Hills, which is next to. is near Twithic. Adventures for this location. Shattered Skull Part 2. Spike Fist the Mighty. In a broad hollow near the base of the steep rocky slope that dominates the centre of the Withered Hills, you come upon that which you came here seeking. Here we go. It doesn't take you long to find the band of goblins that Huron's agent said were moving through the hills. In a broad, shallow hollow, the base of one of the larger slopes, you come upon a large goblin party that is in the process of dismantling a surprisingly well-ordered encampment. You count at least 20 of the horrible creatures moving in and about the camp, but your eyes are drawn to one of them in particular, a bulky, armoured brute whose hands are clad in a pair of spiked gauntlets. You have no doubt that the fearsome specimen of goblin, goblindom is the leader of this war party, and in all likelihood the goblin to whom Thinfoot passed the Iron Skull crouched, crouched behind the petrified trunk of a fallen hardwood. You carefully study the encampment and its occupants as you attempt to come up with a plan of action. A, a sound to the north alerts you to a known goblin, who is slowly making his way through the hills towards the breaking encampment. Realising that this presents you with an opportunity to get one of the creatures alone and question it, you decide to determine how be you can best surprise and overpower him without alerting the rest of his savage kin to your presence. So I've got three options now. Telekinesis, Elementalism, or just attempt to ambush and overpower the goblin using just regular tactics. I'm going to use Telekinesis. Succeeded. 8 XP to Telekinesis. You channel your power of Telekinesis. Telekinesis telekinesis and focuses on the feet of the approaching goblin. The powerful blast of telekinetic energy swiftly knocks the startled creature off his feet. Wasting no time, you hop forward and place yourself on top of the fallen goblin. The hideous goblin stares up at you, his eyes wide with terror and amusement. With your pinning Growing myself slightly to pin the goblin to the ground. You press your hand to the terrified creature's throat and threaten to throttle him to death unless he answers your questions truthfully. At first, he attempts to resist your strong arm tactics, but a solid squeeze on his neck causes his eyes to open wide with fear and it begins to rapidly respond to your pointed inquiries. He tells you that his leader warrior by the name of Spikefist had the skull. The use of the word had in his response fills you with dismay. As you promptly ask him what became of the item. The frightful goblin the fight, 
frightful and frightened goblin tells you that just this morning a woman arrived and Spikefist gave the iron skull to her. Though you realise she cannot completely trust the words of this savage creature, a gnawing sense of dread, coupled with what Huron told you back in Tannerless, leads you to believe he's likely speaking the truth. With no desire to leave this creature around to enact any sort of treachery, you, you lay a death blow to the back of his skull, immediately when you are unconscious. You rise to your feet and sigh. You look, a, you look away from the unconscious goblin, and about to turn your attention back to the bustling encampment, when a stout length of rope is thrust around your throat from behind. A savage snarl erupts in your ear, a nauseating odour of goblin breath drifts across your face as your unseen attacker tightens his grip on the rope that is slowly choking out your life. Your arms and legs flare about wildly as you desperately attempt to break free from the murderous, strangling grip of your savage foe. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 66. 20 from might, 18 from body, 10 from spirit, 18 from unarmed combat. Will that be enough? We'll see. Pick now. 104. You manage to expertly slip free of the stout length of rope, pulled hard against your throat, but you have not escaped all harm. The rough rope has bitted into your flesh and caused you minor damage. Just three. Three damage. Shaking off the effects of the murderous attack, you turn to find yourself facing three snarling goblin warriors. You hop back several steps and plant your feet in the base of a large petrified stop. The trio of axe-wounding goblins swiftly advances on you and you quickly find yourself fighting for your life against the first of the hideous creatures. It's an axe-wielding goblin warrior begin combat. The goblin hacks at you with the axe. I stab with my stabber, and he is slain. 2xp. You step over the bloody carcass of the slain goblin warrior, and properly engage the second of his savage kin. Axe wielding goblin warrior. Goblin hacks at you with his axe. And is slain. You're about to return and engage the third goblin warrior. When a fa- massive ball of flame streaks through the air, coming within a few feet of you before smashing into the earth on your right, the fiery spear exploded upon impact with the ground, showing you with dirt and debris. A rogue goblin steps into view from behind the petrified trunk of, the, of a fallen oak and swiftly rises its bony, gold hands into the air. Another fireball takes form just above the tips of the foul creature's fingers, and with a piercing shriek, the cruel goblin hurls the deadly spear of fire at you. Alright. So I can dodge, elementalism, or fortification. Well, it's got to be elementalism, of course. It failed. You cry out in agony as the massive fireball strikes you squarely in the chest, and, well, I guess the rest of me too propelling you back several yards and landing you flat on your back. You struggle to put out the dancing flames that cover your body and threaten to consume you. 
35 damage, which I quickly heal. Against all odds, you survive the shaman's deadly attack, badly burned, and somewhat dazed from the blast. You painfully stagger to your feet. Before you can attempt to rush forward and engage the shaman, you find yourself confronted by a pair of savage, spear-wielding mountain goblins. The cruel humanoids sweep wildly as they close in and attack. Two spear-wielding goblin warriors begin combat! The goblin warriors attack you viciously. And they are slain. 5 XP. You step over the course of the slain go goblin warriors and find yourself facing another of the savage humanoids. The sword-wielding goblin, mountain goblin snarls as it boldly engages you. Sword-wielding goblin warrior. Goblin warrior slashes at you. And is slain. 4xp. A deafening roar fills the air as a massive fireball, twice as large as the previous one, hurtles forth from the fingertips of the goblin shaman. Cool goblin shrieks wildly as the fiery creation soars through the air towards you. Same options as with the first one. Alright, if elementalism didn't work, I use fortification instead. It succeeded. 32 experienced the fortification. You hopefully channel your power fortification. And without a moment to spare, a sparkling field of blue energy appears between you and hurtling spear of flame. The fireball smashes into the magical barrier and erupts. But you remain perfectly protected behind your summoned shield. Handy. The mountain goblin shaman shrieks as it moves towards you. Its gaze now twisted into a hideous sneer. Its cruel, unblinking gaze fixed on you. Before you can rush up and engage the wicked creature, he stretches out his arms. And almost immediately you're overwhelmed by a violent wave of nausea. A stabbing pain erupts in the very core of your being as the shaman's evil magic goes to work on you. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 38. 18 from body. 20 from spirit. And we've no success here. Pick now. 85. Remarkably, you managed to stave off the worst of the Goblin Shaman's dark magic and have suffered no ill effects. The Goblin Shaman curses you as he appears ready to summon another of his deadly fireballs when a band band of six six of his sword-wielding kin suddenly step in front of him. The Goblin Warriors snarl viciously as they rapidly advance upon you. Their cool blade, cool blades, poised to strike you down. All right, I could just fight them. Use elementalism, illusion, or archery. Let's give archery a go. Succeeded. Sixteen XP to archery. You rapid, you quickly notch and fire two arrows, slaying the foremost pair of the advancing goblins. The remaining four, not eager to share in the fate of their unfortunate kin. Turn and turn and bolt, fleeing wild into the hills to the west. I'm sure they'll find some other goblin clan to join up with. And then I'll have to kill them later. You're about to start after the fleeing shaman, when you suddenly become aware of something moving upon your left. 
a low grumble greets you as you turn and behold the broad-shouldered armor-clad leader of the mountain goblins cautiously approaching. Spikefist stops within ten paces of you and holds up his white hand, his, thing, his thick fingers splayed wise, a universal goblin sign for truth. Tentatively, you echo the sign. I seek no quarrel with you, great warrior, growls the, the mighty goblin, his eyes quickly scanning the corpses of his kin that litter the ground. If you seek the skull, I do not have it. Instinctively, you tell Spikefist that you do not believe him. Response seems to anger the human. Chieftain, I have asked for truce, human, he snarls. I have no reason to deceive you now. I was paid in gold to bring the skull to the sorceress in wags. I have not seen her since she took the skull last, last night. If you seek the skull, it is her you need to find. You ask Spikefist if he knows the sorceress's name, but he shakes his head. You, you then ask him who, who it was he had tamed the skull from. And his description of the man in question paints a near-perfect image of the arcane spy Thinfoot. When you ask if the woman, woman he referred to, referred to as a sorceress in wags, was indeed clad in wags, he nods. A brown cloak, in tatters, he grumbles. I wish to go my way, human. I have no quarrel with you. Again. The goblin's chieftain's eyes shift to the bodies of his slain kin. Uh, uh, I mean, he wants to avenge them, but I think he knows he'll just die. What is, I can continue, but I can use divination first. What does that say? Succeeded. You channel your power of divination. Attempt to determine whether or not the goblin chieftain is telling you the truth. To only a few moments, you're all but certain that, that indeed he is. The goblin chieftain seems uneasy in your presence, well. I did kill a lot of his men. And you're quick to note that his muscles are tense, as if he expects to have to engage you at any moment. You curiously note that Spikefist carries no weapon. It leads you to believe that he lies on the deadly spite gauntlets that cover his hands. Though you cannot be certain, something inexplicable tells you that the leader of the Mountain Goblin Band has told you the truth. The Iron Skull has passed into the hand of another party. You carefully study the face of the Goblin Chieftain as you ponder your next course of action. This is another fateful decision. Do I allow Spikefist to leave peacefully, or do I attack the cool goblin chieftain? Now, if I kill him, I get to steal his gauntlets, which slightly boosts your melee rating. Of course, they're much worse than a gauntlets I'll get later. But that will be a lot later, probably more than a hundred episodes. Perhaps even more than that. Hmm. Allow him to leave peacefully or attack the cool goblin chieftain. Well, 
Well, I started by relying on random.org, so I guess I'll continue. Alright, one, he leaves, two, I kill him. Generate. He gets to leave. You are very lucky, Spike Fist. A random number generator has decided you get to live. You decide against attacking Spike Fist. And although and although the savage mountain goblin chieftain remains silent, you sense he is glad to have avoided the violent melee. Which he would lose. Spike Fist grumbles something and nods at you before turning and moving swiftly away. Heading west into the hills. The remainder of the goblins and his pack have already fled in that direction, along with a shaman whose deadly fireball attacks nearly spelled your gloom. You watch as the goblin chieftain departs, until he passes over the back of a stony witch and is lost from sight. Dismayed that you are not able to recover the iron skull, you're about to start the trek back to Trithic when a low hum fills the air. A few moments later, a swirling black portal opens just a few yards from you. Out of the spinning void, little more than a harsh whisper, issues the voice of Huonon, telling you to step into the portal. Well, that's convenient. Wait, has he been spying on me the whole time? Guess so. Eh... I guess that's just like you never know when Huron is watching you. To take it one last look around, you move over to the portal and step through its swirling black surface. You're immediately immersed in impenetrable darkness. The darkness envelops you, melts away, as you step out of the portal and once again find yourself standing in a small, windowless womb before Huron. Blind mage rises and bows deeply, then promptly and curtly allows you to relate to him your encounter with the goblins in the withered hills. When you've concluded your thorough account of recent events, his bow follows and he sighs heavily. The woman in a tattered cloak you may mention of, he says. She is not the end of this chain. I may know who she is by the description you were given, but that is of little importance now. I very much doubt that if indeed she took possession of the skull, she holds it any longer. Curses be, I should have destroyed that thing long ago. Huron's face flushes with anger, but the venerable archmage quickly regains his composure, and even manages to smile. I'm afraid the... I'm afraid this whole business is leaving us somewhere unpleasant, he says. You've done well, Sir Crockington. You are indeed worthy of your reputation. Huron thanks you and tells you that with your permission, he would like to be able to call upon your services again as he continues the search for the skull. You consent to this and tell the Artemis that you would like nothing more than to return Turn to him that what his rightfully is, and thus deliver it from the hands of those who seek to put it to ill use. I know I can trust you, Sir Crogson, he says. I must now return to Wildsort and see if there's anything else. See if there's anything I might do with regard to his business from there. Oh, wait a minute. He's not, he's, he's not allowed to do that, but 
I guess we're near the Archmage. Who's gonna stop you? People? <laughs> I shall return... I shall soon return, however. And you, may, and you may expect me to send for you. You wish you on good luck. But as you leave the small building and step out in the street, you can't hope but feel there is far more to this business regarding the iron skull that meets the eye. And that ends this adventure with 384 experience to general. And the next part is Shattered Skull Part 3, Blade Square, which is in Blade Square in Twithick. And I am once again in Talonus. Because I just took a portal here. Very handy, that. Well, not so handy, because the next part of the adventure is in the other side of the... Ki halfway across the kingdom. But, oh well. Anyhow. Next time, we'll be moving on to part three. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.